Welcome to another episode of Rags the Riches Secrets. Today I'm going to share with you, here's a big question. How can you tell if you have the temperament of the 1% of the top 1% to become a millionaire? In short, I have a name for this. It's called the Alpha Hammer. So, why Alpha Hammer? What is it about an Alpha Hammer that would be kind of the defining quality, how you can tell if you've got those skill sets in the top 1%? What we're going to go through today is the three elements, the three secrets, the th three things that you need to know because everybody that I've seen has these characteristics. In fact, I read this book right here. I mentioned I was going to talk to you about this today. This is a book by Chet Holmes. It's called The Ultimate Sales Machine. He worked for Charlie Munger. He made Charlie Munger's business explode. And in here he talked about or he hinted about these three characteristics. What I thought I'd do today is I would do a deeper dive into helping you be able to see these characteristics. And once I point it out, you'll go, aha, I actually have the ability to actually be in that top 1% of millionaires. And so let's just take in, let's start diving in, breaking it down. So one, uh, an alpha. You got to be an alpha. What do I mean by being an alpha? You can't, you can't get there if you've never discovered actually how to lead. You know what I mean? Have you like have, how many people do you know that's like I'm a beta, and as they operate in the role of a beta, they're actually the leader, and they've actually make it to the top. See what I'm saying? Betas is like your your chances of making there as a beta is super slim. Okay, so what you've got to come into the come to the grips of is you've got to find a way, or you've got to discover that you're an alpha and that you lead. Now. You might be working at a job. I was working at a job when I used to work at Raytheon Missile Systems. They, people were kind of, they, I, I had a boss that said to me, he's like, Mike, he goes, I'm not entirely sure what to do with you. You're different than the other people that fit inside our mold. And kind of what it was is I would say, hey, okay, here's our business. Here's our business strategy. This is what we're doing. We've got all these different types of missiles. I'll give you an example. We've got all these, all these missiles. And here's the deal, like as a, as a weapon manufacturer, you want to be able to sell more and more weapons. That's how you scale your business and that's how you generate more wealth. And I said to him, I said, you know, we've got these missiles that are actually starting to age. Why don't we take into a buyback program and buy them all back from the US government, take these assets, and then let's go and sell them to like second and third world countries that want it, but they, but they can't really afford the greatest tech. And that way we can do a block change and be able to sell them a better missile. And so we're going to do an exchange program. It's kind of like what Apple does with the iPhone. You, they come out with iPhone 13. Well, now what they're going to do is they're going to try to help you trade up to this next iPhone. And they didn't do that in the missile manufacturing place. And I said, this is what we should do. And I laid it out and they're like, huh, well, how about that? Interesting idea. And I've laid out several different ones like that. And all I'm pointing out here is if you're kind of, if you're in the place where you're constantly thinking of how could this be better? How could this be improved? How could I lead? How could I take charge? How could I do these things? Then you are in the group of the 1%. They have, they don't, if they're missing the skill, they have no chance. See what I mean? They're missing the skill, they actually have no chance. Okay, so number two, secret number two. I call it a hammer. You gotta be a hammer. That's why. That's why you're going to see in my logos and stuff, I've got an alpha hammer. Why? Because this actually symbolizes it. What do I mean by a hammer? When you think of a hammer, 
You take a hammer and you hammer a nail. You, you, you hit it. You hit it and you make whatever it is comply till it does the thing that you need to do. It's called, he calls it pig-headed determinist. Inside, Chet Holmes refers to it as pig-headed determinist. But you've got to be able to take into hammer and to hit something hard enough until it can succeed. And I, like I mentioned what happened to me last year. Last year, I generated 1.8, my company, my business generated $1.8 million in sales. So spectacular year. My fulfillment partner struggled to actually fulfill all of the sales that I made. $475,000 of my sales actually went unfulfilled. And so the things I started looking at is as a hammer, I've got to figure out how to get stuff done. And so the next thing I did is I went to my, I went to my partner and I said, look, I am now taking over this section of your operations. I will now handle all this. So I started saying, what is it that I can do that can fix this thing? And, and you just keep hitting it and you hit it until you figure out how to solve the problem. So that's what I did is I took over uh, doing the engineering. I took over the design. I actually took over the permitting. I actually took over all of that element of operations so that I could get stuff done. And that's what a hammer does. When you think of a hammer, you got to think of somebody that gets stuff done. You will never meet anybody that joins the millionaire club that did not have the ability to get stuff done. You see what I'm saying so far? So yeah, that's where that's like pig-headed determinist is what he calls it because you've got to be able to like people are not going to like you. Like the 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 characteristic of a hammer, and this is where you got to start feeling good about yourself. Like a hammer is not necessarily a people pleaser. A hammer is not necessarily somebody always likes. It's not necessarily the most suave, most characteristics. Like if you say, like Mike, you know, I'm like, ah, I just don't always seem to know how to, to get along and to work with people and to cooperate. Like, I, I hear you. Like, it, it would be ideal if you knew how to do it. But what you've got to discover or you understand is you're going to be surrounded and you're going to be walking among a bunch of B and C and D and E players in the marketplace. Like, they don't like alpha hammers. They don't like alphas. They don't like hammers. They don't like people that come in swinging and start making stuff done. Like you, you take and you stop. And you're like, Oh, I love Elon Musk. I love the stuff that he does. Right, bro. I'm telling you, he's a hammer. He, he takes a thing and he hits a thing and he hits a thing until it submits. And once it submits, that's where he finds his breakthrough. He doesn't, he doesn't surrender and it's pigheaded determinist. Like People didn't necessarily like him. Like near as I could tell, some of his wives didn't like him either. And you just got to be okay with that. You're not going to be able to please everybody. Like when you get into a, and look, there, there's characteristics for every particular, like nobody, not everybody wants to be a millionaire. Okay. And that's fine because if you don't want to be a millionaire, you're probably going to be overly concerned about every single person and every single thing and, and try to make sure that you're a people pleaser to everybody. But nobody gets there by by doing that. You you listen to Apple's, um, oh, I love the, 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 here's to the crazy ones, right? The, the 1% that they were crazy enough to do stuff that not everybody liked. And he said, you can ignore them, you can hate them, you can do anything. But he says, but the one thing you cannot do is you cannot, cannot ignore them. Because they take out the hammer and they start hitting a thing until it gets it gets beat into submission. I actually worked with a plumber one time and he said, he goes, Mike, he goes, you know what we do as plumbers? 
And I was like, what? We were trying to install a tub. And he goes, he says, he says, you either make it fit or he says, either it fits or you make it fit, but you're going to make it fit. And uh, like he hits it and he forces the thing to take and to do the thing it's supposed to do. So that's number two. So here, number one was alpha. Alpha, you just have to know in your heart that you lead. You just, you've got to, you have to be, you got to be a leader. You're like enough said, right? Like nobody is, nobody successfully gets there who doesn't know how to lead. Okay. Hammer, you got to hit the thing until it submits and you can actually do as Steve Jobs said. He said, he says, you know, if you push life hard enough, you push life hard enough. He goes, eventually you're going to discover that something is going to come out the other side, but it's hard. It's hard. It's, you're going to have to stay at it, and it's hard. But if you hit it long enough, something will come out the other side. Secret number three is accountability. This one, as soon as I point this out to you, as soon as I peel back this onion and you start understanding it, see it, you'll be like, I get it. I have a friend. He has a, he has a Lamborghini. And so he was actually driving up to Salt Lake to a Utah Jazz game. And when he was driving to Salt Lake, somebody rear-ended his Lamborghini. And instead of saying, that guy's at fault, which that guy was at fault, he said, what did I do to contribute to this accident? Was I, was I too close to the car in front of me? Was I this? Was I that? What could I have done that would have made it so that knowing that the guy behind me is too close, that I would not have had that accident? And his conclusion is, is I was driving too close. And what, what, it means, what it means is, if I would have not been as close, I could have slowed down, giving the person behind me more time to be able to respond so they actually did not rear end me, okay? That's what he was talking about, accountability, level three accountability. You're going to see, like, I, I run into this with the, my fulfillment partner. I, I sent him an email and I said, okay, here's the things that we need to get done. They're like, oh, but we can't do that because it's not my job. Or I can't do that because, and they start whining and making excuses. Like you can be a whiner, you can be a winner, but you can't be both. Like, you, you, know, you see what I'm saying? You can't be both. And so you got to, you, you peel back the onion and you ask yourself, what level of accountability do you live in? My friend, another one of my friends, he, uh, he went to, he went down to Lake Powell. When he was down there at Lake Powell, he was going to take and he was going to entertain a whole bunch of people like some of his higher end clients. So he had this really cool golf cart. Everything was decked out. It was fancy. It looked really cool, right? And so he had this, it, it, he was going to create a very good experience. And a guy that works for him smashed the golf cart, like just jacked up the entire axle, whole axle out of the back end of this thing broke because he had rounded a corner too tight, hooked the wheel, boom. All of a sudden, he busted this thing. And my friend, he's like, gosh, dang it. He was like livid, right? And he basically, he said, okay. So he called his office and he said, hey, he goes, I need this part to be able to fix this thing. And nobody, none of the places that close by down at Lake Powell actually had this part. And the guy that worked for him in his office had worked for him long enough to know that if, if my friend says, his name is Jason, if Jason says, I want this thing and I want to solve it, like, like let him make the decision on whether or not he wants to solve it. Like, 
if think about it, if you were to be offered $10 million to get that part he needed and get it overnighted to him so that he had it the next day, could you find a way? You could, right? See, not everybody's thinking in that terms. And the, the big question he had in his mind is, it's not, can it be done? The big question is, is what is it going to cost me? Let me bring the problem to my side of the equation. Because I already know, like you're going to say, it can't be done. And the reason it probably can't be done is because, like you are the repair shop, you're definitely not going to go drive all night up to this place to get this part, drive all the way back so that it can be fixed in the morning. Like in your mind, can't be done. What it means is, is you didn't ask the customer, would you be willing to pay $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000 for this part? Like how much, how much would you be willing to pay for this? And then I'll determine if I want to help, if, I, if it's worth it to me to solve that particular problem. And so that's what happened. This, this guy who worked for him, knowing that Jason's belief system is like that, he started making phone calls and making phone calls and he found somebody who had the part. And so then what he did is he, he said, Jason, I've, I've identified the part. We, we know where it's at. It's uh, within X number of hours, four hours, something like that, I think is what he had said. And it can actually be taken to your particular location. So we can take and bring it down, okay? And so then what he went back to is then Jason went back to the repair shop and said, hey, we found the part. Can you go get it and bring it back? The guy's like, no, no, we can't do that. He goes, everybody's gone home for the day. And he goes, well, why do, how much would it cost somebody to be willing to drive out there, get the thing, and then to bring it back? And he's like, what is it? Is it like $100? Is it $200? What is it? And basically what it came back is, is one of the employees, so the guy called up his employee and said, hey, I got a customer that really, really, really wants this part, and he's willing to pay for it. What, what would it cost for you to be willing to go up there and get it? And the guy goes, for $400, bucks, i will drive all the way up there clear out of my way, get the part, come back, I'll retake and I will make the repair. $400 later, he's got the part he needs plus the labor to fix it. He's now in business, okay? That's what it was. I ran into this very thing yesterday, okay? Very thing yesterday. I told you I'm up to $475,000 from last year of unfulfilled cells. They actually haven't even com finished completing or installing all of my cells. I actually went up there. Now I keep driving up to the location to say, hey, like partner, where are we at on this? Partner, where are we at on this? I went up there and I scheduled out every single one of my remaining projects to actually get installed. You know, and, and you might say, hey Mike, that's that's not that's excuse me, that's not your job to like go up there and to schedule it. That's not your job to handle operations. That's not your job to pay for permits. That's not your job to do engineering. That's not your job. Like all of these things, I understand they're not my job. But if you ask me what's important, the important thing to me is the outcome. I have my eye on the outcome. What is it that I will force? What is it that I will make happen? And I understand that like on the other side of the equation, they don't want to own the problem. I understand that. I, I recognize B, C's, and D players. I recognize it. That's, that's where they're at. But that doesn't mean that I will drop to their level and play at a B and a C and a D. Okay? That's, that's part of what you're going to discover. Here's what we know. The guys that are willing to get into the 1%, okay, this is what you discover. 
you're an alpha, okay? And you have the characteristics. You just look inside yourself and ask yourself, do you have the characteristics? Do you like to lead? Are you willing to take charge? Two, are you willing to hit this thing with a hammer? Like hit it till it succeeds, okay? And then are you gonna live in a world of accountability where no matter what, you're gonna take and make something happen. You will grab the hammer, you will force it and bend, you will bend, they called Steve Jobs, he, distortion, he has a reality distortion field or he bends reality around him. Things that everybody else thought couldn't be done, became done. And then when you discover this, you're probably gonna discover that you're gonna be in business for yourself. That's what's gonna happen. Because you're gonna get tied up in organizations where you're gonna be surrounded by people who don't care to lead, who don't care to get stuff done, who don't live in a world of accountability, and you will discover that for you to take and to break free and to get to that next level, you have got to surround yourself and build something that actually can take you and actually can tap your skills. So feel comfort in knowing not everybody's going to like you. Like, not everybody's going to like you. Feel, just, just feel good that, like, anytime you make a dent in the universe, somebody's going to be happy and somebody's going to be pissed. Like, you're not going to satisfy them all. You just got to be okay with that. Okay? You take Christ. Christ did the, he did more for anybody than anybody. Yet you got people to love him and you got people that hate him. Like, if he can't win, who can win, right? You see what I'm saying? You got Elon Musk that is changing the world. He's changing it by bringing electric vehicles. Boy, that guy is, he is, um, he is doing things that are so amazing and not everybody appreciates it. Not everybody likes Steve Jobs, okay? He created one of the most valuable companies in the entire world. It's actually, it's so valuable and the, and the things that he put in place are so valuable that Tim Cook, I don't know that he's actually innovating anything. But what he is doing is he's taking the strategy that Steve Jobs did and he's enhancing it. He's improving it. The, like the iPhone has only gotten better since the one that Steve Jobs did, but he didn't reinvent a new iPhone. You see what I'm saying? But he's improved upon it, therefore creating a phenomenally successful business. So don't beat yourself up, okay? Don't beat yourself up. Not everybody's going to like you. You're okay. If you're 1% crazy, that's okay. Not everybody thinks that the crazy ones are like, not everybody likes the crazy ones, but the thing is, is they will change the world. So keep it simple. I call them an alpha hammer. If, you, if you're an alpha hammer, hit me up, okay? Hit me up. I, I, I surround myself and associate with alpha hammers. Like if you're not an alpha hammer, don't even like, just don't, just go like, we, we, we're not, we don't need to associate, okay? I'm, I connect and I want to associate and be around alpha hammers, people who are willing to get stuff done. In fact, my solar business on my franchises and stuff, like the people that are going to succeed at that, like if you, if you say, Mike, I'm looking for an opportunity where I can step out into the world and crush it, I've got that opportunity for you. But the only person that's going to succeed in that opportunity is somebody that's an alpha who's willing to step up to take a lead. You got to be a hammer. You got to hit this thing and hit this thing and it will work, okay? I've done it over and over and over again. It will work, okay? You hit it, but then you live in a world of accountability. And when you do that, you'll see the breakthrough. If you want, if you want to find a way that's like, you don't necessarily have to own the entire process because like my, my franchise is a very hands-on, it's, it's a very high contact um, opportunity, okay? 
Like I already know that you're gonna hit the millions. It's easy, I've already done it, done it multiple times, okay? That's easy. Um, if you want an opportunity where you can be hands off because you're already working on, let's say you've already got your alpha business set up, you're out there slaying it, crushing it, but you're like, I need another stream of income because I live in the world of passive, I need passive income. Like nobody's gonna get there if they don't create an environment where passive income takes place. Then you go to my Alpha Wealth Secrets where you get yourself an Amazon store and we do absolutely everything to help you on that store. We fulfill, we, we source products, we select products, we source them, we put them in the store, we do the marketing, do the advertising, <coughs> excuse me. We do everything for you so that you don't have to like worry about any of it. We show you your sales daily. You get a check every every two weeks from your store and it sells. So easy peasy. Okay, that is, that's a wrap. The wrap on, do you have the ability to be a millionaire? Are you a part of the 1% crazy that has the skill set to do it? I believe you are and I wish you the best and we will talk tomorrow.